Hello, and welcome to ID Podcast with your host, Roger. We're bringing the best discussions and conversations to you about identity verification, AML practices, and much more. Thanks for tuning in. Cool. And today with us, we have Stephen Armstrong. Stephen, how are you, mate? Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah, so long good. Long time how, no speak. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, long time no speak. How, how's uh, how's life treating you? And how's your wife treating you? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the main question, I think. Um, yeah, we're surviving. I'm still alive. So that's a positive. Um, yeah, no, it's been good. It's, it's tough, but, you know, you've got to make the most of it in these times. So what about yourself? Well, you know, it's, it's uh, it, you know, always, always trying to... Uh, you know, be positive and stuff like that, you know, but as you say, I mean, obviously, you know, sometimes it's tough because, you know, I think we all miss a little bit of, uh, you know, human interaction by now. And it's just, uh, uh, you know, some face-to-face meetings, you know, with different people. Um, I think, I think that's really um, missing, I guess. But um, I mean, overall, we've got to make the best out of the situation, like I said before. So, um, you know, all good. I just try, uh, you know, just try to chip in away, obviously, the yeah. whole time and just, uh, yeah, doing our best. Um, cool. so, I mean, obviously in the last few weeks, a lot of things happened, like a lot of things happened. And, uh, when I mean a lot of things happened, like, holy moly. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, so, um, I mean, you know, why not just start with the toughest question I could have for you the whole, uh, in this whole time. And, you know, there was obviously a group of MPs who have, um, absolutely, you know, I, I would also say, you know, slated the UKGC. Um, and, um, you obviously said a lot of things, uh, what could be done and what could be done better. Um, and now obviously the question, like, do you think, do you think, in some extent, this is fair, or is it just over, um, really kind of you know over the board, really what 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 they've done and what they've said? Yeah, look, I think it's an agenda, and the agenda's been been building for some time from from Parliament. Um, you know, it's it's very easy from the outside to to criticise and critique how how the industry's going, not just the operator side, but the regulator. Um, but I think it always comes back to the, the main question, which is there isn't a total answer at the moment to the questions being asked. You know, there's no, mm. you know, every RG case, every affordability case is totally different. You can't have a one fits all. And, and, and you can't also just every time something gets tough and the industry are trying to work their way through it, just call for the industry to just be pretty much, you know, crippled in a way and just totally, you know, restricted on everything they could possibly do. Um, uh, so some, as always, I'm going to sit on the fence on this one because <laughs> I don't want to upset either side, yeah, but no, I course. think look, 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 there are things that we're all learning commission are learning alongside the operators. Are there things that the operators don't agree? I think we all see that in, in, in some of the public responses that, that mm-hmm. are made, you know, there's, there's, the, you know, the BGC have been very vocal recently, um, on, on numerous issues. Um, and I think that. It's about focusing now. It's not about necessarily trying to fix everything in one one swoop because that's not necessarily going to work. It's mm. about focusing on the key issues and enabling us as operators to work with them in order to get to, to, to where we need to be because the experts are in the operators. The experts who live it day in and day out are in the operators. So we should, you know, we need to help the regulator as much as they need to help us. Um, I think, you know... The, the MPs will be the MPs. Is it 
distracting from other issues that are going on at the moment. Um, you know, potentially looking at uh, you know other failings and stuff that that we're all seeing day in and day out from from our government at the moment. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's you know it, it timing's just not right for me in in the middle of a pandemic to 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 be pushing this agenda in this way. Um, <laughs> And I think also also prior to the pandemic, I think you've seen, you know, certain operators already pulled out the UK market because, you know, they see the developments that are essentially going into the UK is going to be, you know, financially, essentially not, not viable anymore unless you have, you know, unless you're a big boy like obviously William Hill um, <laughs> or, or, or essentially others. But, you know, I, I can see the argument and essentially you know, for small operators, I think, um, you know, a market like the UK might become very uninteresting and then you know you lose the competition and, and the whole market becomes a sort of you know monopoly and also you're driving players to the black market so um you know essentially i guess you know finding the middle between between all is is the key here really because um you know i think there is already you know government or or, or let's say you know gambling commission groups formed um by the operators correct uh, i mean that are working yeah. on uh, on certain different things i think at the latest one was the whole vip regulation how that's and how that's working out right if i'm if yeah I'm yeah right. so we've got the the consultations come out in regards to the high value customers um all the operators will will give their views back to that um as well as part of the industry groups so again it's a it's a topic that needs working through it's it you know if you take the how the credit card ban went it, it sort of become a straight yes or no and actually you don't want this high value consultation to become a straight yes or no because you can take away the tag of a high value customer mm -hmm. it's still going to be a high value customer if they're spending more than someone else so of course to me you know it's about trying to manage each customer individually regardless of what they're tagged as and if we get the processes right if we get our affordability checks right if we get our thresholds correct they should be interchangeable depending on the customer you know, there's no point necessarily treating a customer who spends £50 a week the same as someone who might spend £500 a week. They're different people. They're different situations. They've got different affordability. Um, and, and, and so I hope that, you know, what comes out of this is a is a joint, you know, effort between the operator mm -hmm. and, the, and, and the regulator in order to get the best for the industry, not the best for one or the other side. And I think that's key. I think we've got to not pit ourselves against each other um, and ensure that, that these consultations are worked through best, you know, to protect our customer as one, but also to ensure that our industry isn't, isn't totally, you know, like you said, over-regulated and, and that potentially drives less competition. People will leave the market, which, which weakens, you know, our, our industry. Um, and that would be a real shame to see just because we're regulating for the sake of regulating. Yeah, and I think uh, also, uh, you know, I think obviously the, it was a while back now, but, um, you know, essentially you know, people from the UKGC and obviously the government, you, you know, kind of um, wanted to have, you know, more collaboration across the board. And I think the past two years we've seen, you know, the most collaboration there's, there's ever been, I guess. And obviously it's grown in a positive 
in a positive way, you know, because people are obviously trying to, um, you know, obviously you kind of expect operators to regulate themselves because it just won't work. Um, but, but obviously, um, you know, you have to have every side on board, right? I mean, it's just, um, in enough today, you know, you all have to pull together and you just have to make the best out of it. So, um, and, and, and I think obviously, like you said, um, you know, uh, the more we over-regulate, the more people will essentially, you know, leave and go to black market. I mean, um, in this stage, if you really want, uh, and for the listeners, if you really want to know the kind of, um, you know, let's say, you know, numbers, how, how many people are driven to the black market, I go to the consultation example, what happened in Sweden, uh, when obviously the regulator has, has, has tried to do different things. And there was a lot of, um, uh, you know, many numbers done, essentially. Um, and um, it's, it, it's worth a read. And it doesn't and it doesn't read well, because, you know, if you really limit, you know, customers, or if you limit you know, let's say, I, I don't know what you want to call them, your gamblers or customers or whatever. If if you limit them too much, they will find the means to, you know, go into different things. It's the same with a football fan. You know, if you're not showing a football game live on TV, the football fans are going to find means, obviously, if that's legal. And enough today, you know, obviously it's not, but, uh, you know, as a, as a football fan or as a, as a gambler, you know, in, in that moment, you, you certainly do not care, I guess. And, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and, and that's obviously what happens. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think, you know, we, it's trying to get new techniques to manage that. You know, one of the things we, we use at William Hill is, is guardrails, you know, someone, if someone is, is, like you say, if it's going to drive these people to the black market, it's it's uh, it's almost where by just totally removing these customers from any of our products, in, in a way, is actually encouraging them to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually, if they're they're within a controlled environment where they're having interactions, where they're um, they have limits and guardrails on their account, then actually, you know, it, that's better than just totally us just shutting up shop and saying sorry. You know, and then they go and find another means in which they've got no control, no limits, no guardrail. So it's a fine balance, um, and and obviously the industry is still learning at the moment. And and uh, you know, rightly so. I mean, you know, I guess we all have to learn from the situation as it is anyway. And you know, with the means, and I mean, you know, I don't want to get into this again, but you know, we discussed how affordability, how hard it is for you guys to, uh, you know, to do really, uh, you know, efficient checks without, uh, you know, kind of, let's say, you know, massively interrupting, you know, the customer and how they are, and obviously you know, for them to know what you're actually doing. Um, because, you know, you just don't have, you know, the checks are not really there or available. I mean, you know, some technology companies, you know, claim they do absolutely amazing affordability solutions but but they don't because they don't have the means to do it uh, it's as simple <laughs> as that <laughs> are you referring to any in particular roger no no mate no i'm, <laughs> I'm totally neutral passionate, mate no no don't worry about it no I, I i mean you i have seen you know stuff on on, on linkedin and, and, and emails i've received directly where where people are offering a uh, a solution to something that that quite frankly, they don't have the data behind it to, to be able to give me that, you know, it's not a live snap of a customer. It's not a, you know, it's not a, uh, it's not a financial impact. Mm. You know, if we're looking at someone's wealth, then yeah, that might be useful. But if you're looking at someone's funds and their affordability, then I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's totally different things. Most mm. of the people that, are, that potentially listen to this, but you know, they, it just doesn't work. And, 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 and I think they need to go away. I think it's a dangerous game. 
because you know if us as operators purchase them things um yeah and you trust them and and yeah. you get uh, and you get fans uh, from that it's obviously not ourselves. yeah it's, it's obviously not funny you know it's it's uh, yeah, exactly. and, and, and this is essentially you know what what i guess we've been you know, we've been pledging for for probably you know the whole time of ID podcast. You know, it's just uh, obviously we just we just need uh, you know solutions that you know really kind of um, work and 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 obviously you know help you guys instead of you know creating more headaches. Uh, you know than than yeah. you already might have. So it's very of- easy for like a company to to have one product and then turn around and be like, because we do that product, or if we mm-hmm. slightly change it, it now becomes this product, and and you know take. You know, if you've got a KYC vendor, for example, you know, and it's a traditional know your customer vendor, Mm. you know, they're actually probably weakening their position by trying to sell us something that they don't potentially have because Mm. on the surface, you know, it's not going to solve, it's it's additional cost, it's additional implementation, it's additional resource. And at the end of it, it's not necessarily giving the operator what they need um, in order to, 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 you know, affordability is quite a simple question if you have all the information, you yeah. know, similar to, <laughs> to creating a, a, like a loan calculator and stuff like that. The problem is the gambling industry doesn't have that, that credit file information. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and, and, and these, these, these suppliers that, you know, are saying they do, there's a very gray line between should they be offering that for one, but secondly, you know, have they got the full picture of someone's credit file? I'm, I'm, I'm a bit skeptical and I'm yet to be proved. I'm not yet to be proof wrong on that. So we'll okay, so, so, uh, so I guess here's one to all the technology providers out there. If if you if you have something that really works, um, email me, message me on LinkedIn, message Mister, uh, uh, sorry, message Stephen, um, and and uh, and we'll have a look. But um, you know, essentially, I guess it's in my opinion, in your opinion, I guess I can speak for you as well with what's available. A data wise it's not possible um because you would obviously again and we went into very deep depths and and lost one which i still have to release um but um you know essentially we, we just need to you know we just need to be be you know good on the whole affordability thing or be better and and you know we need help and and, and that's what you know i guess we can say and obviously to all technology providers you know I get it. You know, we all need to hustle, and we all and we all need to sell. But uh, you know, don't make the mistake to to just you know um, sell something for the sake of it. And and um, it's essentially you know to you know keep everything in a good way. I mean, that's 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 all I can say to that. And and and, and obviously, don't want to um, uh, go into further lengths. But um, I mean, I guess a tip from my side. You know, the more honest you are the longer you can stay in the industry. That's all I can say to that. Um, so, um, yeah, essentially then, then obviously you're going away from the whole you know, technology side of things and affordability, because I guess we could, you know, talk another three hours around that <laughs> <laughs> and still don't come to a you know, conclusion that would work. Um, but, um, you know, I've seen in the past few weeks, a lot of people, you know, on LinkedIn and wherever are saying that, you know, COVID-19 are really harming, you know, the gambling industry and there's so many more fraudsters and everyone's just, you know, trying to be a fraudster and trying to steal from William Hill and and, and whatever. So, 
I mean, I guess, you know, the question really is to an operator and see, I mean, have you really seen a massive spike of fraudsters on, 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 on your websites, on your sites? Um, or has it been really, you know, let's say business as usual and it's just one or two that, you know, are obviously going, um, are going rogue. But um, how's it been for you just to obviously clarify that whole situation? Yeah, I think... Um I think it's becoming a bit of an excuse, you know, not just in our industry. I feel like everyone's, you know, blaming blaming the COVID nineteen situation on on pretty much everything that's that potentially was there in the first place. You know, I think from a fraud perspective, we've got no evidence within within William Hill that that there has been an increase during this. You know, are we yet to see that impact? Maybe I don't know. You know, I think that, that the statistics that have come out are very much based on. You know, submissions of um, suspicious activity reports and, and stuff like that. Now, you know that's not just our industry that does them, um, but also I think that that what we have to bear in mind is that um, a lot of the officers in in the forces who are potentially on on, on in quarantine or, or have got symptoms and having a week off, they're sent home with a laptop to send out data requests and stuff, which is automatically going to push the numbers up because we're getting more requests. But that's yeah. not necessarily crimes. That have happened now they're crimes that have happened historically or, or information that have happened historically mm. so I, I i don't agree and i feel like i feel like it, it can become an excuse and actually the the operators that had flexible risk appetite before the pandemic are the ones that aren't blaming the pandemic we can we can blame the pandemic for a lot you know for a lot in our industry you know we had no sporting events for for several months you yeah know. yeah and you still haven't been to the barber so you know i can yeah, exactly and I still <laughs> have so you know we've got we, but we have we've got lots of things that, that we can place on that you know commercially you know revenue is going to be here everyone knows that you know there's a lot of stuff that's going to be here you know unfortunately we're seeing job losses in 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 in, in other industries and in our industry and you know that that stuff um you know we can directly um but but when we get potentially sort of flippant comments that are, oh, there's more fraud, that, that sends the wrong message. Now, for me, what you're going to see is, is actually you won't see, it's not the act of fraud. People are talking about, oh, but people are, the Royal Mail's so behind, people aren't getting their bank cards and stuff like that. But that's still, there still needs to be an interception of 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 that, you know. And, and actually, if, if, if people are on lockdown, like they was, where they weren't allowed to go anywhere, it'd be very easy to see if someone's sticking their hand through my post box. You know, I'm in my house 24 yeah. seven. It's very different to to when you're out of work and someone might intercept the postman and, and do stuff like that. So uh, I don't see that traditional fraud as the problem. I see going forward, what you're going to see is a lot more challenge on affordability during this period because people's lifestyle would have changed. Mm. Um, you know, us at William Hill, you know, we, we're, we're looking at anyone who had um, share portfolios, for example, that could have gone one way or the other, depending on their investment. A lot of people have made a lot of money from it. Some people have, have lost their livelihood from it. Um, anyone in the in in the retail and hospitality trade, we're you know we're bringing limits down during this period. So it's 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 that type of thing that could lead then to someone committing a crime in order to fund a gambling, which is you know as you see all of the settlements and fines over the years. That's pretty much what it's been. It's not been criminal gangs you know, targeting our industry. It's been mm. people, you know, stealing money from loved ones or their, their workplace in order to fund a gambling um, addiction. And, and then I think we have to be very clear on that. And, and 
I've seen no evidence. I've seen no statistics. I've been on on on, on listening to webinars and and things like that. And, and the MGA have come out and said it. The Commission have come out and said it. And and you know, please, if if someone has the the depth of that, I'd like to see it. But at this moment in time, I'm not seeing that within our in in our business. Um, and certainly my peers, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm talking to. They're not also. We're, we're more concerned about getting our process right in order to ensure that we capture you know, that affordability piece post pandemic for the and during the pandemic for them people that have come in, you know, limits have been lowered, um, customers, more interactions are taking place, uh, more regular reviews on, on these individuals who, who started the pandemic very wealthy and then may not be come the end of it. Um, and, and I think that's about process change and we're not blaming the pandemic for that. We're, you know, it's a situation at that point in time um, and, and we're flexible enough to be able to, 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 to move our, our appetite around in order to, to cater for what's out there. And that is what a risk-based approach is. A risk-based approach isn't a fixed process. It's not a fixed term. You know, you set a rule on day one and it's still there on day 400. That, that doesn't work. That's it a very fluid process. Time. Yeah. yeah. That, that, and, and if you look at our industry, yeah. if you look at our industry and look at a sports book and you look at the summer months, for example, when there's not a football tournament and stuff like that, then actually people's behavior would change there as well. You know, for six weeks of the year and there's no football, okay, there's other sports. But if you've got someone who constantly just bets on on football and then in the, the, the months it's not there, they're just, you know, going crazy on, 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 on something else, you know, or casino, and then they stop, then, you know, our, our processes will tell us that. Um, and I think that's the key is it's not... The pandemic is a situation that has forced people indoors and, and, and potentially loss of income. But it's if your process is fluid and flexible, then 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 that's something you can manage. And you know, is it are we going to catch every single case? Of course, we're not. There's human error in this, but it's a risk based approach, and that's what we're and that's what we're trying to do. Okay, and um, you know, essentially, so 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 again, I think I can say here at this stage, you know, if you have to, if you have the real data, please stand up uh, and uh, you know and tell us um, what what's uh, what obviously you know, the findings are and what obviously uh, you know if if the fraud has gone up by I don't know tenfold, um, um, you know, has to has to obviously you know, be seen and would be interesting to essentially hear if if anyone had had those. Um, um, you know, had 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 really you know, had experience like that because uh, I think well, obviously from from our side of things, um, I think you know we can see that you know fraud has maybe you know on the minimal side gone up and and uh, you know people are trying um you know to do certain things, but I do think um that affordability is the most impacted by the situation because you know people might not tell you an example that the situation have changed if they an example had you know tens of thousands of pounds in wire card shares you know obviously not going to tell you that um and uh, and obviously you know, the financial situation might have changed so um and, and the same thing you know if if you've been on furlough you know how how can you see that um unless you you know unless you you know get the employer i guess to tell you that this employee is on furlough um it's 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 really you know it's really difficult and uh, i guess it's coming back to this um the whole question, which you know, I didn't intend to ask today, but uh, I, I think it kind of you know develops in this way, and and um, kind of has to be seen. Um, do you think we are at the stage where we kind of need to push maybe more in a way of digital identities, where someone has like let's say their digital passport or whatever, where certain area is let's say 
maybe maybe saved against their name or whatever that they decide to share with with a business um in in order to an example play i mean it could be let's say you know obviously you could have been uh, you know verified um uh, your id could have been verified your data is verified but also to have uh, you know information like an example um you know what's your an example you know net income or whatever and and uh, and so obviously financial services you know gambling and i guess also the mobility space um you know will know what what can you actually spend and obviously like the whole you know housing sector because that's obviously you know uh, we haven't seen a massive impact yet i would say um but we have seen a massive impact on the fact that um all of the processes that are not digital like let's say an example signing the deed or whatever it's obviously been massively slowed down so you know as solicitors um i'm sorry solicitors are now realizing okay we might need to actually you know um do it you know electronically and do an e-signature an example um so it just depends on that so, 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 so do you think this could be one of the solutions really to have a proper regulation around the digital identity um potentially i think it's that whole big brothers watching question isn't it where you're going to have a lot of people that agree with it because it, it you know a lot of people aren't too concerned about that side of stuff but then you'll have a lot of people that are that are concerned with their information being shared and um and, and details in that way uh, it, it's a tricky one and, it, and then also you're balancing data protection laws against you know regulation which which becomes a minefield um i think it will uh, uh, you know take to countries like sweden for example there's there's you know, we, you can you can get people's salaries and stuff like that from a register, and and, and that becomes well, a, know, ID, correct? Yeah, yeah, it becomes a lot easier. But I don't know. It, it it's always one of them 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 tricky questions. I I personally would have no problem with it um, if it was used in the right way. If it's used by companies, what you do, would want to do as a business is is just have it like a public register where anyone could sign up to it and see what each other earns and stuff like that. I think it'll create, you know, lots of problems. But from a from a regulated perspective worked in the right way, it would it would be very useful. But just like with everything, you know, there will be two sides to it. Some people will agree with it, some people won't. And with data at the moment it's becoming more and more of a a thing. And I don't know whether that's people becoming more private or, or, or people or, or there needs to be more education on the risks of your data. You know, there is a lot of crime and a lot of fraud and a lot of data theft. You know, you see these big leaks of data, um, but we see the big leaks of them. But it would also be interesting to see how many people have been impacted by that. You know, take the I don't know, take the, the British Airways one that happened. You see the big piece around BA, you know, data. You know, I remember Monzo contacted me and, and, and sending me a new bank card off the back of it without even me requesting it just in case. Because I, well, I mean, uh, EasyJet uh, quite recently as well. Yeah, yeah. But what <laughs> happened past it? How many people were affected? I feel like this podcast is turning into a request for data. But if anyone knows, <laughs> <laughs> please send it our way. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 like, it, you know, I'm obviously genuinely interested, obviously, to, uh, you know, to hear those figures and, 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 and to hear what this impact been. I think it was 9 million uh, customer accounts have been stolen with EasyJet. Um, my account was one of them. So I, I had an email from EasyJet saying, you know, your name and your email address has been stolen and your phone number but your bank details haven't and um and quite funny enough i've had uh, since then four well fraud calls uh you know people saying they are from hmrc or um or yeah. obviously other 
of a different um you know fraud attacks i mean it's it's just funny you know you obviously did you, did you leak it on purpose to try and get some more leads for id now <laughs> no no don't, don't you worry about it mate <laughs> no but um i think um, i think from that perspective you know and uh, and i think essentially you know, the digital identity i think What's important here, because I've seen a lot of a lot of things on LinkedIn and people saying, oh, yeah, digital identity is the way forward. Um, all I can say is, is that, you know, first of all, like you said, you know, some people will say I have no problem with that because I've got 10 Instagram accounts and five Facebooks and uh, and I've got my uh, profile in public. Anyone knows me anyway, then, you know, obviously that's fine. But obviously people will say, OK, so what happens with this data? So. First of all, all of this would have to be regulated by, you know, either the EU and, and the UK and, and obviously on the countries themselves. Um, it, it, it can't be regulated or it can't be managed by a private company because it's it will be impartial um, and we don't know essentially what would happen if it's so, so it would have to be a public sector thing um, to manage all those data. And also, secondly, um, all people would have to have essentially the um, you know the ability to manage their data so if you don't want yeah. to share some things you don't have to share them so essentially obviously some some you know companies might require for some information to be shared with them in order to create an account or you know to to buy a car and whatever it is um, but, but obviously, you know, if you decide, oh, I don't want to share that, then the company can just say, well, then I can't yeah. sell you a car because I don't have the, the you know, the right information. And, uh, you know, unless we have that information and, and, and obviously it would have to be all against your know, GDPR laws. Okay. Why do you need that data and whatever it is, you know, it would have to be all regulated, but I think. You know, there is a huge potential there how, how we can make it easy for any business out there to really know who the person is but then you know the problem becomes then is obviously if private companies are then you know saying oh yeah my way is the best way how to identify uh, uh, or how to yeah. you know see an identity and uh, and when they want to manage that it doesn't it doesn't work like that so obviously you can use data sources like an example id now like an example other companies to you know, verify someone's document or verify someone's identity via a database check or whether that's a Pepsi sanctions check. I don't know. But, you know, at least it's all stored in one place and you don't need, to, and it, it would essentially obviously you know, take away uh, business from, I guess, you, you know, ID now as well, obviously going forward. But then again, not really, because obviously you would be required to renew your checks ever so often, and uh, and obviously on the way you do yeah. it, it just it it just depends. But 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 I guess it would be a sensible a sensible route to go down in the next few years. Uh, from from my point of view. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's, it's, yeah, it would, it would make our life easier <laughs> to have that information readily available rather than obviously, um, you know, manual searches and and human error, um, which which becomes a big part of this when you're mm. when you're profiling someone and gathering information on someone. If you, if you're doing open source searches and, and you've got a team of twenty people doing that, there's going to be human error along the way. There's going to be stuff that can't be mm. found, um, which makes you know the customer journey worse. So yeah, it's something that I think the the, the future needs. Um, 
if like you say done correctly and not done in a way that means people are just selling it and it becomes a, a monopoly again and then before you know it we're you know as operators we're we're flicking between different providers and mm. being sold a dream that potentially doesn't exist in the background um and uh, how how has it been for your team i mean how how has you coped as a you know let's say aml team obviously uh, you know risk team i mean how how have you how how have you coped with this whole situation? I mean, I guess obviously, you know, some some kind of homework and policies were in place already at William Hill, you know, before this whole thing. And obviously, your team is also located, as I understand, also in Malta. Um, so so you have that, you know, kind of uh, remote, uh, you know, that remote conversation sometimes as well. So, um, how has it been for you? I mean, on a, a, a obviously less. Yeah. Uh, less, uh, you know, fraud or whatever it is, but but just as a as a team, how have you coped in the in in past yeah, weeks? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been it's been interesting. I mean, it's it's I think it's it's certainly given a lot of food thought for how we go forward as a business. Um, certainly as William Hill as a whole, um, you know, we had remote working, we had you know people that, that were already working from home. We you know we had options to do that, but I think it has really highlighted that that sometimes that historic way of working isn't always needed it, but on the other side it, it has shown scenarios where that would have been beneficial and I think it's it's now about finding that right balance you know I've got certain people in my team telling me they they're better at home and other people telling me they prefer in the office depending mm -hmm. on their you know their living arrangements their home situation you know if they've got a partner working from home etc if they've got two very annoying children like myself you know things like that just just a bit you know it just varies but i think that i think it's enabled people to be able to prove they can be trusted now you know i'm i'm, I'm not a micromanaged person I, i won't sit over my teams 24 7 and and demand they tell me exactly what they do you know they're adults <clears throat> they, they're trusted um they they you know um, and and i feel like that has opened a lot more people's eyes to that um i would say that if anything my teams have been a bit more productive <laughs> from home mm -hmm. because sometimes the office environment can cause distractions and you get dragged into meetings for the sake of meetings i mean the one thing i don't like is and i need to rejig my calendar slightly is i need that five minute break between each meeting so i can have a comfort break or, or, get, a glass <laughs> of, or get a glass of water um but 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 yeah no i think it's been look it, It's been amazing how how not just William Hill but other companies have have have, have got on with it and the situation that it, that it is you know tech you know it's easy to to for certain you know take AML for example we we get access to our systems we can we can do that from anywhere in the world but there are some you know how you get equipment to everyone how you your IT you know departments have have got computers fixed and the constant churn of my laptop's broken and getting that sent out i think that's been been amazing to see and that won't just be in our you know in our business that would mm. be you know i haven't had a call with anyone that has turned around and said i haven't got a computer or my laptop's broke i can't do it whereas actually if i'm in the office that seemed to happen more strangely i don't know why but it would it seem to happen more mm. so you know <clears throat> am i ready to go back to the office yeah in it to an extent but Also, on the on the other side to this, you know, taking the one ounce of positive from this whole situation, which has been, let's be honest, quite, you know, pretty awful across the world is that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in the pub at five o'clock, I'm home having dinner with my kids and 
bath time and stuff like that. So, you know, I can't complain in that sense. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess, I guess essentially, I think, you know, this generation of, 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 of children that's grown up now, which is, I guess, the highly positive is that they get to spend a lot of time with their parents and, um, you know, and uh, actually, uh, you, you know, you might even say, you know, they will be grown up in the, in the right direction um, because obviously, you know, they have that, you know, constant support. Well, I don't know if they follow us, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I just wanted to say, I mean, obviously, being homeschooled by yourself is obviously not, uh, you know. Oh, no, my, wife, my, my wife, my wife, has fully become the head the head teacher in our oh, uh, in, in our home life. Um, I'm lucky I mean, in that sense. I mean, quite luckily, like my fiance, she's a primary school teacher, so I'm so uh, you know I don't have to worry about that really. Yeah. So no, I take PE. I take PE. We play a bit of football um, in the garden, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm uh, you know my wife has had to deal with with, with the majority of that during the day. Um, it, it was quite funny. On Monday was her birthday, and. Uh, we decided school was closed and, and gave everyone a day off. So it's quite <laughs> nice to be able to do things, yeah, to be yeah. able to do things like that as well. Mm. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I've I found benefits of it, but but there are certain things that would have been nice. You know, you touched upon, you know, the the team in Malta and stuff like that. Going and 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 having that interaction sometimes is needed. You know, face to face, it's all good doing it over. Over a computer screen, but sometimes you need to have some of them conversations face to face, and I don't think that will ever die out. But I certainly think across William Hill, there'll there'll be a more flexible approach to to everyone's life, and and you'll have some people that may remain at home. You'll have some people that'll be back in the office five days a week, and 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 you'll have a split. And I think that's a positive mm. thing because everyone works differently. Um, yeah, and let's trust people. <laughs> and I think you know from our side it's been the same thing you know we've done obviously you know um you know an an employee survey and actually the vast majority said you know they don't want to work five days a week in the office and they want to work like two or three days from home um which I guess it's gonna be you know the model going forward for every yeah. you know um, you know for every company I mean I don't think you know that people because i think you know people now really realized they don't need to commute uh, over an hour every day uh, in order to do their jobs they can also do them effectively from yeah. their homes if they do it i mean obviously you know again there will be some people you know that that might um, you know might take the might take the mickey here but um uh, it's it's uh, you know in the after day i think it's been mostly positive i think essentially you know, from our side as well our teams have been very productive um but but uh, yeah i mean as you say obviously some things you need an office which is absolutely fine um but i think you know huge banks like you know blackley's i mean it was obviously in the news i think even they realized you know you don't really need a massive office and um yeah. uh, you know it can all be so i guess it's it's gonna be a bright future for the we works and the regises of this world because yeah. uh, you know i think I think is is a company now going to let's say lease a fifty seat office for four years? Yes, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it's one of the decisions that it? you know that will be changing, and it's it's obviously you know anyone who owns a let's say you know a business uh, you know a building for business use. I think it's time. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> <laughs> it's time yeah, to throw it. <laughs> but, but it's using. But the other side to it is using that space for for different reasons. Like, you know, you can you can you can have two floors in a in a building and, and have them back to back with desks because of the amount of staff you need. But actually, yeah. if you change that to collaboration areas, if you have it to 
exactly you yeah. know, better space like that then you know when when there is a big project or a meeting comes up then you get the key people in and and certainly from from, from that you know i think it's a better way and also i think for your work-life balance you know yeah, the whole atmosphere i mean you, thing. i mean yeah yeah it is though isn't it you you can you you're home for things but also it changes where you like i mean i live 20 minutes from tottenham Court road where our office is pretty much on a train 20 minutes into london on a train yeah. you know and but but it's quite funny over the last few weeks me and my wife are looking at other properties further out because if i don't need to travel five days a week then actually you know why not go and, and live somewhere with a bit more open space yeah because if you only children, yeah, do you know what i mean yeah because if you need to go in the office i don't know once or twice a week then yeah it, it's, you, it's, it. you know it's totally different and i think also as I long think as it's it, Thursday and Friday, Roger, so we can still go to the park. <laughs> correct. Yeah, that 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 is that is absolutely correct. And uh, or, or as long as the Champions League is on in, uh, in midweek yeah. as well. <laughs> no, but um, I think also from a, I guess you know talent finding. Um, I think a lot of companies have by now actually adopted a way where you know I don't actually care where this where this person's based because if I need them in the office, you know, I can just tell them, you know, you come into the office on, uh, on, on Thursday and Friday or on a, on a Tuesday and Wednesday. And, uh, you know, we'll all as a team, you know, come together. Um, but I think it's, it's, you know, essentially it's been, it's been quite positive, I think for, you know, for the future and how we as people kind of, uh, you know, because this whole, obviously, I guess this whole office, you know life and how it is it's very old you know what people used to do in the 70s 80s you know that was obviously the big culture then you know when you obviously see like you know the wolf of wall street obviously how it was like there was like 100 people on like you know 50 square meters yeah. and like uh, you know two people on one desk and fighting for the phone and whatever um but but you know i think we obviously you know need, need to evolve i think you know we obviously still need that social interaction and this is obviously hugely you know as as we said before it's 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 a huge negative because you know you don't get to speak to you know the people you would usually network with in uh, on events and and and, and whatever yeah. it is but also with your own team um i think it's it's you know it's it's quite frustrating like you can't go out with your team for like a meal or whatever yeah. and just and just talk about things you know in a different atmosphere because i think that always helps um yeah you're and, having and, to find new ways of doing that i mean you know you're you know online quizzes and don't know wine for tasting and, and all stuff like that and, and they become a little bit by the end of the, the lockdown <laughs> they became a little bit tedious i mean yeah. i think ivan i mean to prove how bad they got i think ivan won one so that that proves it because you know, <laughs> my general knowledge is shocking um but uh, but no i think it's yeah i think it, it will change the way we think but it will but it is needed you know going having that interaction with colleagues and, and, and get to know people over a coffee and stuff like that that that's the bit i miss the events you know the the meeting people you know these digital events are great um but but they don't give you that human interaction Correct. that yeah. you necessarily need and, and also it's a way of judging a judging characters i mean you know you meet someone in person and, and, and it's very different to over over a VC, and I mean, you know, we we're we're still recruiting and stuff like that. You know, we we're, we're doing online training for new starters, but uh, you know, there is a lot more stages to it because you're having to really see that person over a period of time because you're not able to necessarily see body language mm. and things like that. So it's it's yeah, it's 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 certainly been a challenge, but I think it's a positive thing, and I think it like a lot of things uh, that that the the way we come out of this will change us. 
forever. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, totally, totally. And 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 I think that if there can be taken a positive from something like this, which is quite hard to find, I think that even you know, um, you know, even even the most positive people in the world will struggle with it. But but you know, there are learnings, and there will be things that come out of this that the world will do differently. And I think that that's something that we we all need to embrace and and business, personal lives, however. Yeah, and which is obviously very important to to look just, at us getting uh, deep, Roger. Hey, hey, you know, people think, you know, we only talk about, you know, about, uh, about things that, you know, impact our, our work lives. But in the end of the day, it's, it's, uh, you know, I think, I think we all need to, you know, step back and just really, you know, think about, um, you know, what we're doing. And also, I mean, for me as a Manchester City fan, it's been very positive. You know, I, I don't see, you know, Liverpool fans on the street and and, 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 and I kind of thought I'm not in the office, you know, to be greeted by some got, Liverpool chants. Uh, to so. be fair, I've got, a few, I've got a few Liverpool mates that hopefully will watch it and we can just mention them there. If we just draw that little asterisk just beside their name they're going to have because oh, of yes, the season. Oh, yeah, yes, absolutely correct. Yeah, year, so. I, think, I think I'm going to name this podcast maybe Asterisk uh, Podcast. <laughs> and I put an asterisk next to <laughs> you know so maybe maybe I'm going to call it <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah no look um, I, I mean um, we obviously you know could, could you know talk about so much more but I think uh, you know essentially we've, we've been at it now for nearly an hour again uh, but um, you know look obviously you know, thanks very much for for joining um for you know talking about some uh, you know very world changing stuff uh, for 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 change rather than just uh, rather than just um, slating technology providers and and, and the regulators <laughs> um so uh, yeah it's been a mix of both but uh, yeah as i said mate uh, you know thanks very much for, for obviously you know, coming on um it's you know, been a pleasure and um Hopefully, have you have you on uh, again soon when uh, we have you know crazy weeks like you know everyone's just fighting between each other. Uh, just uh, no, uh, definitely, yeah. mate. No, uh, look forward to it. Thanks for having me. Cool. So um, yeah, I mean, if you if you haven't subscribed to the if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, you know, please feel free to you know. Um, Leave a like, smash the like button. No, just joking. Um, so, um, yeah, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we are on YouTube, on uh, Spotify, on Apple Play, um, and also we are on Stitcher. So um, wherever you are, um, check it out, um, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to ID Podcast, powered by ID Now. If you like today's content, please make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and also on YouTube. So for now, thank you and goodbye.